Gail Trotter, a conservative voice for you, right inside our nation's capital. Legal and political analysis. Now, The Gail Trotter Show. Hi, I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a really great suggestion by a viewer named Paul to go into a discussion about why Democrats keep pushing, they never give up, and Republicans, when push comes to shove, seem to fold. And I really want to address that in a later episode, but I want your thoughts on that. Why do you think Republicans fold when Democrats don't give in, they don't give up? I have also been thinking about what else has been on my mind this week, and there are three topics that have really caught my attention. The first is a new documentary out about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. It was shown on PBS on Monday night. I watched it with my family. I was so impressed with the hard scrabble childhood of Justice Thomas and how he rose from pinpoint Georgia from a family that had a lot of struggles. He was sent to live with his grandparents. His grandparent, his grandfather couldn't read very well, but he was a man of faith. He was a man of strong faith, and he wanted to make sure that his grandson was raised with the right principles and the right morals and the right compass to guide his life. And in this documentary with Clarence Thomas, he talks about how critical the influence of his grandfather was. And one of the stories that I liked so much from the documentary about Justice Thomas was how much his his grandfather, who couldn't read very well, how much he valued education. And he knew that that was the ticket out of poverty. And he told Clarence Thomas when Justice Thomas was a little boy and moved in with him, he said, if you're sick, you go to school. If you're dead, I'm taking you to school for three days just to make sure that you really are dead. And I just chuckled so much at that story because it shows something that I share, that commitment to education and the understanding that with that, you have opportunities and we are a society of equal opportunities for all and the ability to grind it out and to take charge of those opportunities. And that's why I'm such a big believer in school choice that parents can send their kids to schools that are thriving instead of being stuck in public schools that are not serving their children well. So I highly commend this documentary to you. I, I believe it is streaming free, so you can still see it for a couple more weeks. And I did a lot of tweeting, live tweeting, as I was watching the documentary. And you hear about how Justice Thomas, once he went off to a northern college, fell in with Marxists and revolutionaries and radicals, and this was all happening during the very tumultuous 1960s. And he fell away from his Catholic faith because he thought that the Catholic Church's silence on segregation was deafening. And it's a great documentary because it talks about how he comes back to his faith and then how that faith was able to help him deal with the challenge of the what he called a high-tech lynching by the Democrats on the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee who entertained wild rumors and gossip and slander against him all because they were afraid that he would be a, a 
vote against Roe v. Wade, and they valued the decision of Roe v. Wade so much that they decided not only to just vote against him, but to try and smear him and make, make him toxic. And so watching that documentary was very inspiring for me because I think that we have a lot of those same divisions in our country now and people are afraid to speak up. You think about uh, many public figures who have weighed in on various social issues or political issues and they get smacked down by opponents and critics, not just for being wrong in their views, but for being bad people. And that takes me to my second topic today. You might have been following this week about how Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi called President Trump morbidly obese. Now, this is from the same group of people who are always telling us that liberals are so caring, liberals are so tolerant, liberals are so kind, and yet they are essentially fat-shaming President Trump and using what they say all the time is such a slur against people, particularly women. And to hear Speaker Pelosi say that about him on uh, CNN, on national television, and then to also say that, you know, that will kill him taking hydroxychloroquine because he's morbidly obese is ridiculous because she's uh, not a fan of President Trump. She certainly would see like to see him not be reelected, and I don't think she's giving him advice or talking about his health out of the goodness of her heart. So back to that topic that President Trump revealed this week that he himself is taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic to try and prevent him from getting the coronavirus. And you could see that the Democrats, the media critics, and lots of political pundits all over the place, their heads exploded. Because you know they have been telling America how terrible this is, how this is so dangerous, and this is not a cure, and things are terrible, terrible, terrible. And how dare President Trump take hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic? And they started even saying that he was lying about taking it. Joe Scarborough of MSNBC said that very thing. He said he didn't believe President Trump was taking it, and he was lying, which just shows how craze the mainstream media is about President Trump that they have to constantly accuse him of lying and they continue to push that he is not the person who's responsible for making sure that people have the best protection that they can have against this virus. Instead, they want to denigrate whatever he does. And he said that if it had been anyone else doing this, that the media would have said, gee, that's smart. And I think President Trump is exactly right about that. And when he goes out there and talks about it, he talks about it, and Kaylee McEnany, his press secretary, is out there talking about it and saying, you talk to your doctor. 
And when you think about that, the Democrats and the liberals have been telling us for years, decades really, that health decisions are between a patient and his or her doctor. And so here is President Trump deciding what he wants to do with his medical consultants, with his doctors, and yet the liberals are saying, no, you shouldn't do that. It is wrong. It is a choice that you should not be allowed to make. And it just shows yet again the hypocrisy of the left. And the third thing that I was thinking about, I was, I have been staying home a lot, but today I had to leave the home in my car. And in DC, at a time during rush hour when everything would be jammed up and you couldn't get anywhere, there were basically no cars on the road. And it was a very sad moment for me because I think we all live with the stress of this virus every day and the impact that it's having in our world, with our families, with our relatives, with our workplaces. But for me, going out and driving and see, seeing the stark reality that people are just not out, that businesses are dead, that people are uh, having tremendous economic struggles because of this virus, I think it just reminded me how wonderful it is that we have someone who is president, who is innovative, who understands how important it is to get our businesses back to revive our economy. Our economy is strong. It's the strongest in the world, but you can't indefinitely postpone economic activity. And so I was also very excited to see yesterday that the White House released that they are trying to cut all of these bureaucratic regulations so that when we're able to safely reopen throughout the country, we won't have the same level of bureaucratic red tape that businesses usually face to try and uh, kickstart the economy. So I am so thankful that not only do we have a Republican in the House as we're dealing with this terrible, terrible crisis that's affected every single American, but we have someone who understands business and is committed to business and understands that Americans want to work. Entrepreneurs want to get out there and continue to build their businesses. And this president and his team in the administration is completely focused and dedicated to that responsibility. And when you contrast that with what the Democrats are offering, there's no contest because the Democrats, you see the particularly the blue state governors, they're really thrilled that they, they're not thrilled about the virus, don't get me wrong, but they are thrilled that all this attention is on them and they are having these emergency powers that they didn't used to have, that they don't normally have. And you're seeing it going even into the place where Police are having to enforce orders from the governor and shut down gyms and pull people out of subways for not wearing masks. And the videos all over the internet showing normal people being arrested for wanting to work or go about their lives, that's not the American way. And so the contrast between the Republican governors who want us to be safe, they want to follow the guidelines, they want to make sure that we can defeat this virus together, they do understand that there needs to be an understanding about the economy, 
and that we need to get people back to work, we need to open up businesses, they are not reveling in this. And yet the blue state Democrats are happy that they are able to have more government control. And we see where that leads. We covered yesterday about in New York that they have a tremendous problem from the governor's order to force nursing homes to take back COVID-19 positive patients. Now, a lot of mistakes are made during times of chaos and struggle, but I think it is just a clear sign for Americans going into this presidential election. Do you want someone who believes in the power of the economy and jobs and getting people to work, being independent, or do you want the idea of a party, the Democratic Party, that really pushes government control and wants to make sure that they never let a crisis go to waste. So I am so thankful that President Trump is in charge of our federal government right now. And I think a lot of Americans going into this election are going to take that into measure when they decide who they're going to pull the lever for. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe below, hit the bell, and please comment down below on any topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com, and also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.